The reading I have for you today, again, comes from the prophet Isaiah. It is the 35th chapter, beginning with verse 1. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands. Make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. And no lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there. But the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. be seated. Friends, grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, we enter week three of our Advent season. Three candles lit of our four. Hope, peace, and now joy. Joy is the focus of this week. And maybe you heard the word joy and some of the things we've already said in worship today. Did you, have you heard joy? Have you heard the word? Are you keeping track of it? There's a lot of joy. The psalm led us with, we will sing with joy and delight. I like that word too, delight. We don't use that very much though, do we? Delight. We should use that more. In the gathering hymn, we sang, Sing out your joy, for soon he is born. Did you hear that line? 
and the prophet Isaiah from this reading that I just read to you. He opens and he closes with joy and singing, as if they are bookends to all of these things that God is going to do. I encourage you, just like I encourage the kids, to listen for more joys. There are lots of joys in today's worship service. But what exactly is joy? How would you define it? What images come to your mind when you think about joy? I have to say that watching uh, the children's Christmas program last Wednesday, which they'll have another one this morning, that was pure joy. And even more so watching the parents watch their kids was pure joy. Moments in nature maybe bring joy. The dawning of the early sunrise. Maybe it's a Christmas card from a dear friend that you haven't heard from in a very long time. Brings you a feeling of joy. There could be all kinds of things that are going through your mind as you think of what is joy in my life. But I have come to a different understanding of what joy means to me. Last month, during the women's Bible study, which I just have to say, all women are invited to come the second Saturday of each month at 9 a.m. No experience necessary. Great group and great discussions. But last month, the study talked about joy. Talked about joy. And we began by thinking about the difference between happiness and joy. Do you think there's a difference between happiness and joy? Yeah, I see some of you nodding your heads. Mm -hmm. It seems that happiness is more of a reaction to things that are happening around us in the moment. Right? It's still a wonderful experience, but it tends to be fleeting. It's here one moment, and then it's gone. But joy... Joy is different. Joy at its purest level, I think, is a state of being, a part of who one is. Joy comes from a deep place within us and faithfully walks with us through the good and the not so good. Within our hearts, within our souls, there is joy, and that, I believe, allows us to hope. Maybe we can start to understand this a bit more by looking back to that reading from Isaiah. As we said in previous weeks, Isaiah is a prophet, one who's been chosen to be the messenger of God. God speaks to the prophet and the prophet speaks to the people. In this reading, it is God's vision, God's vision of what will be. We first hear about the wilderness being glad and the dry lands rejoicing and how the desert will bloom. Does anything sound a little bit strange about that to you? When you think about wilderness, do you think about being glad? Or do you think of dry lands as rejoicing? How many of us would rejoice with joy and singing when we find ourselves 
in the wilderness. How often do we think of things blooming in the desert? The devotional for this past week had a picture that was labeled the desert blooms, and it has these muted colors of things. If you have not picked up one of those devotions, there are still some out in the narthex, and they really lend themselves to some great insights. The artist talks about how she herself, when she first thought of the desert, just thought of isolation, desolation, scarcity. But then these colors came to her of different things that would bloom in this place. And eventually came to a thought that the wilderness could be a place of joy. This week's devotion invites us to think about how to help the places in our lives that seem like parched places and allow them to blossom into new lives. I encourage you to read it or to look at it, to spend some time with it. Well, that same women's Bible study last month I told you about, we continued to talk about joy, and we talked about whether we're really able to experience joy if we've never experienced any kind of suffering. Can we feel the joy of good health if we've never had a health scare? Do we know the joy of a warm, clean bed if we've never been homeless? Well, I'm not sure, but I do know that it is something that I want to think some more about. As the prophet Isaiah continues God's vision for the Israelites, they are coming from a perspective of suffering. They have been suffering a long time. They've had an oppressive government. They've had persecution, slavery, And when they hear the words of the prophet Isaiah, when they hear the words that God would redeem them, that his Savior was coming, well, these words are pure joy for them. This vision that Isaiah lays out, it transforms the impossible to possible. There is a gladness in the wilderness and there are blossoms in the desert. All the earth is restored, transformed. If you look at the text again, it talks about the weak become strong, the feeble become firm, fearful become strong, the blind will be opened, the deaf unstopped, and the lame will leap. The speechless will sing. Are you following me? The impossible is being possible. God is doing something different. God is restoring all creation. And we know this story as the coming of Jesus. God is doing the impossible. God is coming to be human. God is coming to be here with us to restore and transform all of creation. Pure joy is what we have received in the Christ child, the baby Jesus, the joy of knowing how much God loves us, knowing that God hasn't forgotten us, comes to us, Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So how do we define joy? 
please think about that and pray about that this week. But I believe that joy is life that is informed by God's love. Joy is confidently knowing that Jesus loves us. Joy is not a moment of happiness, but a lifetime with a heart that overflows with gratitude and love and joy. God, through Christ, lives in our hearts. So there will be happy times and there will be sad times. There will be good times and there will be tough times, but we can go on and walk through whatever valleys or shadows or wilderness times that life brings because the light has come. The light lives and walks with us. The light of Christ shines within us, the image of God in us and in each other. We live with this joy because God gives us this great hope in Jesus. In Emmanuel, we rest in the promise of God's guiding presence through highs and lows of life in our often crazy, to say the least, world. And since we've received such a wondrous gift, our hearts spill over with joy that we share with each other. For us, the prophecy of Isaiah is not just the identity of Jesus, but it's following Jesus and living as Jesus. Jesus comes to set the captives free, which is all of us. We are free from sin, and now we are free to go out and free the world. We trust and know that the impossible is possible through Jesus Christ. And these final words in this text I want to read to you again. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness. And sorrow and sighing shall flee away. God of all hopefulness, we wait here for you, hearts full of joy, knowing you are with us, Emmanuel. Thanks be to God. Amen.